AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. End every workout the right way with core power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with core power. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. End every workout the right way with core power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with core power. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Cock! A camel turn! When you walk down like Carnaby Street and there's people. <laughs> you know, like you walk down, there's someone doing like marketing for like a thing. And like there was some some competition they were doing. And basically, my mate's wife is like an attractive actress and she was out of work. And she was doing the thing to get people to go in and enter a competition and. You know, then obviously they sign up to a mailing list. But she just said, she got, she messaged and said, oh, I mean, if you're in town, pop by and I'll just make sure you just win a set of beats. So I just pretended I didn't know her, went in, pulled a thing out of a thing and she went, oh, you've won some beats and gave me them and I walked away. It's fucking the easiest <laughs> pair of beats I've ever got in my life. That's good acting. I like the fact that you... Mm. <laughs> we've got flown his filth on the line, right, Carl right. Donnelly. Um... Uh, Cole, I like the idea that you've had many sets of beats that you haven't paid for, but this was the this was the time where you thought, oh yeah, I've really gamed the system. I know every I know every beat true? scam out there, mate. <laughs> don't, if, you, if you ever want a pair of beats, don't pay for them. Come to me, I'll tell you the name. The latest scam. <laughs> We're laughing, aren't we? We're laughing. It's good to laugh. It's, it's good important. to laugh. Uh, it's, it's really important. Um, I, I think all of us witnessed the uh, the horror show that happened. Yesterday at uh, White Hart Lane in Tottenham, West Ham managed to claw three goals. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) And part of the reason um, why we've got Carl Donnelly on the podcast, not because he's, you know, he isn't a welcome guest, he is. But you have to, if ever in your life you felt like being funny was helpful for, uh, you know, your career and, and the betterment of your individual aspirations... Now you've got to be funny for the betterment of for other people. Fans. <laughs> Finally, it's become <laughs> yeah. a vocation. I've always wanted it to be. Yeah, we're, we're this is a, a GMVQ. Getting a free set here. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking Normally better. It's pure narcissism, but tonight it's, I'm giving back. <laughs> what you, actually, to be fair, when you when you're on stage, Carl, that's uh, that's quite a, an existential <clears throat> question. But when you're on stage, do you feel like you're giving or you're receiving? <laughs> I've never, never thought about it in those terms. Um, I reckon, I reckon there's a, yeah, I reckon giving is probably, yeah, but yeah, when I'm off stage and thinking about it, it's all me. I'm like, I'm writing the material and thinking what I think is funny. When I'm on stage, I'm trying everything I can do to make people laugh and enjoy themselves. Do you know what I mean? I'll do anything on stage for a laugh, man. Fucking all my material goes out the window. I'll just take the piss out of someone in the front row. I don't care, mate. I just, yeah. yeah. So I, I think when I'm on stage, I'm much more altruistic than when I'm off stage. 
Carl, do you think that your involvement in the Fighting Cop podcast has helped your career or do you feel like you've helped us? Um, I don't think either of us have benefited from this relationship. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think we very much have plateaued each other. <laughs> we're going to grow old together. we carry on. Yeah. <laughs> like a loveless carry- couple. <laughs> Loveless marriage. Yeah, yeah, this is a fifteen-year, a fifteen-year marriage. I'm watching an iPad in bed with headphones on. All the, all the kids have moved out. <laughs> yeah, the kids were holding us together. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> we laugh. We laugh. Uh, before before we go into the podcast, and 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 before we do, I just want to know that uh, I want you to know, the listener, that this isn't going to be the podcast you think it is. Or perhaps, if you know the Fighting Cock, it's exactly the podcast you think it is. But we're here to make you feel better. We're not here to <laughs> to, to relive the nightmares, almost borderline Pol Pot era nightmares. Right? We're here to make you feel better uh, and realise that, that there is a brighter day. There is the 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 the. the What's that fucking saying about darkness before the dawn? That shit, that that, that bird sign. <laughs> the what? darkest hours before the dawn. Yes, yes, T, that's what I'm saying. But before we do that, the most important thing, uh, and um, it's really important because the Spurs and Burnley game is going to be shown on the pay-per-view Sky Sports show, which costs £15. Uh, to watch Spurs versus Burnley, like, I'd have probably paid. I'd probably paid fifteen pound for Spurs versus West Ham, Spurs Chelsea, Spurs Arsenal. I can see the value in that, but I'm not paying fifteen pound for Spurs versus. Is it Burnley. definitely Burnley? I don't care. I thought it was Brighton. So there's two pay per view games I've got then, or have oh, I got that wrong? I, I think you're missing the point here. It is the fact that we we're not paying for shit games, right? We're not we're not going to pay fifteen pound for shit games. We're going to find another way to watch it. And whatever way you find to watch the game is on you. That's what you're going to do in your own time. It might be through some sort of service that you can access without much difficulty on the did internet. Did you see, not to, uh, so, or, to, on, to, I know this is it's a nice little thing I read about today, is did you see that a lot of Newcastle fans boycotted the £15 thing and then instead they organised a thing to donate the 15 quid to a food bank and it raised 16 and a half grand. Cole, it's literally like we're inside each other. <laughs> Because, because what, what, what we're going to suggest as the fighting cock is don't pay you the £15 to, pay, to, to watch this game. Uh, or, or pay, but make sure you double up and pay uh, a, a donation to uh, the Tottenham Food Bank. At Tot Food Bank. T-O-T-T Food Bank on Twitter. They've got a Just Giving um, uh, account and they're looking to raise £100,000 uh, during COVID because there are people out there that most of us are okay during this situation right right we've all got our families people take care of each other but there's some people out there that don't have that and and what we're asking is if uh, do you know what I'm actually asking find another way to watch this football match and pay the £15 you would have watched would have paid to uh, to donate to uh, Tottenham Food Bank they're on about 60 grand at the moment they need £100,000 to service all of the people in Tottenham and it just like it sounds like a lot of money but imagine it costing that amount of money to feed people that don't have enough money in the borough that our club is based given the fact that we've just paid a 14 million pound or 13 million pound loan fee for Gareth Bale and I don't you know I'm happy about that but I'm also happy to find a way of, of getting people to donate to uh, a food bank which helps 
have just helped people. You know, you're going to donate money. You will never see the people you're going to help, but you've got to know that that you've done a good thing. So yeah, it's at Tot Food Bank, and they've got a Just Given page in their profile. Donate. They're 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 still. They've got 25 days to go. They're still 40 grand short of where they need to be in order to help people that are local to our football club that we know and love. Okay, <clears throat> I've done that bit. Cole. Light on the mood. <laughs> Say something Good funny. Enough. Literally, literally your job. Literally your job. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> that was no, like, no, 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 that was like, I once did a, I once did a corporate gig. And I was on late in the evening. It was really pissed and rowdy. And I was like, this will be fine. Most corporates are actually quite hard and dead. And like, you know, you've got to try and build some atmosphere. This one, I was like, it'll probably be quite leery and difficult, but I'd prefer that. And then just before they brought me on, um, turns out they they had a bit of a (laughs) memorial chat. One of the guys in the office who died of cancer that year. So they got a few people up to say speeches about him. Everyone's crying. And then they got his widow up to accept a trophy on his behalf. And then as she walked back to her seat, I went, right, guys, time for some comedy. And everyone's crying. <laughs> and they went, hold on, Lee. And I walked on. And I had to literally open with, like, you know, just um, when I say, Barry sounded like a great guy. <laughs> so I could just try and write it and use it as an in. <laughs> what are you doing in that situation? Oh, so panic stations, man. Do you, do, are, you, are you angry, though? Are you angry at the fact that, that, that they've put you in this Part situation? Part of me was angry that I'd not been informed. Yeah, I mean, if I'd been told that was the case, I would have probably said to them, can you just hit a song afterwards? Give, me, give them five minutes to reset. Yeah, I mean, don't just bring me on while everyone's still wiping tears from their eyes. Carl, what would, would the song be? Come on, come on. He's going to run royalties off that now. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So uh, we've got to talk about Spurs West Ham. We don't want to really, uh, and and there are there are many positives to to focus on. Um, you know, the first sixteen minutes of that game were glorious, <laughs> so you can, we can focus on those sixteen minutes. Uh, and and there are other aspects. You know, the, the fact is that that West Ham scored a a goal sent. This it, it, it kind of feels like when Anthony Joshua said that uh, Andy Ruiz hit him with a punch from the gods when he didn't. But the, the Lanzini's goal wouldn't have been... He, he, there was no, there's no chance he would have ever scored that goal. It, it doesn't matter how many times he hit it in the rest of his life, he would never have scored that goal. But we probably brought it on to ourselves. But I want to ask you a question. T, we've got a question from Johnny Curry. He says, uh, is it time to bring in an elite-level manager to take us to the next level? Well, that's a reasonable question. You know, he subs off um, Southern and Dumbele. I think that should be... I mean, that's his resignation letter. That substitution itself. That's his resignation letter. That's his middle finger to Spurs fans and Levy. I'm a Chelsea legend. Fuck you. Figured off two of your best players. Actually, you laughed when Lantini scored. That's probably what he said behind closed doors. But, no, um... I'm still, I'm still fairly chipper. <laughs> I, love, I love the way that you're going straight to a serious answer now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, but no, you know, it, it's, it's fine. No, I think um, I think there's just so many positives to take from yesterday, really. And some of the football we played in the first half was, was just glorious. And when the goal went, I, I just laughed. I just burst out laughing. It's just more out of shock. It's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Only Spurs, you know. And then there's a little bit in the back of my mind thinking... Is there a minute left? We can get a goal there. And then, <laughs> and then they, they, they do kick off and they blow the whistle. Oh, fuck, we're the minute. Where's the minute? 
<coughs> I think the, the most Spursy. I mean, the, a lot. Of, a lot of this is Spursy, and we, we've worked hard to try and get rid of the the, the, the Spursy moniker. But the reality is, it will never no. leave. This is what we are, and I, I, I in a way, love it. Well, if anything, oh, I was going to say, if anything, Mar- it's, the problem is Mourinho hasn't. He hasn't learned it yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's <laughs> going to manage our club, he needs to realise we will never <laughs> ever. We could be. It could be the year five thousand. And we, we still will not ever be able to defend a lead. Like we can, we, we're better at defending a fucking one nil lead than a four nil. I mean, I mean, we all know what it's like over the years. Like you know, I think Mourinho doesn't realise that that is that is the Tottenham way. Right? Yeah. If you want to be a manager yeah, of our exactly. football club, not, if you want to be a manager of our football club, do you realise we fuck yeah, exactly. shit up Don't consistently because we're free up, that. we're safe, right? And then take off on Dombele. Why bring on Winks? You know, it's, it, everything felt like he was. He was like, well, we've won it. And you're like, mate, you have not. You're not ready for this club. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro, bro, this is heritage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is history. This is what yeah. we do. It's we need to learn. This, is, this ain't Chelsea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's not, shit don't That's go right here. Shit goes right so over there. It, and this is why, this is why we're here. It's a cultural thing. We're, we're we need, you know, initially, I was so against Mourinho when he came in. It really hurt the way it happened. And I, I, last season, I didn't give him the time of day. I wouldn't allow myself. I had, you know, after during the break and everything, coronavirus put things in perspective. I allowed myself <laughs> to start going, right, I'm going to give him a chance this season. And so far, I don't mind him, right? I'm not hating him this season, I thought. But also, I do think, you know, I now just want to give him another season just to see if he can realise the flaws in our club rather than I don't care about what happens. <laughs> we, 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 need, we need Jose Mourinho to understand that finishing fourth in the league is yeah. success. Like, every, everything you've achieved... Every club you've ever been to, this isn't all of those other clubs. No. This isn't Porto. This is not Inter Milan. It's exactly. not Real Madrid. It's not. It's not Chelsea. Finishing four for us is success. You've got to understand. Yeah. He also that, needs Jose. to understand that we can we can at any given point look like the best team in the league and the worst team in the league <laughs> in the space of five minutes. I think the ninety minutes on. Uh, <laughs> on, on on Sunday is if if he hasn't learned anything from that he never will and maybe we should look for an elite coach who will understand that <laughs> that's it that's what it needs yeah you, you need to inject Spursy in them you know what I mean yeah hypodermic needle yeah indeed like, did, I, did, um, you know, I knew I the moment Bale missed that like open goal essentially let's be honest you know I don't want to crit- criticise Bale because it's amazing having him back well, it sounds, sounds like you are he skinned everyone like up it. made me go right he's just coming back from an injury he's not fully fit and he's still just skinned them up so easy I was like he's still got it but then just spunked it wide the moment it went wide I went we're done mate they're going to get an equal I know they're going <laughs> to apparently that could have been a penalty and it, it, huh? Apparently that could have been a penalty. You got fouled. I didn't realise that. It till was today. soft, though, isn't it? I mean, so, sounds quite like it sounds like you're you're like you're a Liverpool fan whinging that Van Dyke got apparently injured by. Have you heard what Bosnich said? What did he say? That Pickford's ban should be as long for as as long as Van Dyke is out. Why? Why is it that that, that that there's some injustice against Liverpool, and now the entire world is talking about? Um, the fact that there is some sort of something going on something going on with refereeing yeah. in football before everyone's just like oh that's bad that happened to our football club we'll moan a bit and then we'll just get on with it when something happens to Liverpool it's like no we, we need to well, yeah. petition they think the it's a conspiracy against them or something did you can yeah. I just did you see there's a tweet I just want to it's the funniest tweet I've seen in ages and I shared <laughs> it it's, 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 you know, it's, but I never ever share anything that's got Piers Morgan involved 
but a guy just did such a funny tweet today where Piers Morgan did that thing of saying like, well, this is disgusting. I need to look at it because if that was in, you know, if, if Pickford did that to someone in the street, he'd get arrested. <laughs> of course he wouldn't. It'd be completely well, that's what out somebody the said. Somebody no just like, said to him, you know, like what you could say that about any here it is this is the guy right his name's Alex Fowl he's just a normal bloke but he just he quoted, <laughs> quoted it like quote, quote, quote tweeted uh, Piers Morgan's one and just said you could say that about any tackling in any game of football ever so why the fuck would you tackle someone in the street you fucking fat dickhead <laughs> 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 that's the funniest tweet I've seen in so long that properly got me just in the, it was like 9am and I read that and I was like that's done me for the day <laughs> you fucking <laughs> fat dickhead we're, we're, we're going to be cancelled in about six years for saying um, like like fat in the pejorative but weirdly way. I think people do so, there's certain sort of get out of jail free cards I think it's about who it's about and in the sort of I think Piers Morgan people would give you a buy on just like Carl, as as a uh, as um as a comedian, do you ever feel conscious of the fact that you you could use a joke that would in, in the modern era, which is hypersensitive, be construed in a way that would damage your? Career? I think so. You think you're aware of it? You know, I do. Because I'm, I'm I'm not somebody who goes out to upset anyone ever. Like yeah, I think I think I've said things on stage that I think people can see my intentions are. I'm messing around. And it's fun. It's in the nature of good fun. So I've never found myself on the like bad side of an argument. But, yeah, so I think it's more about your intentions. You can see it. Audiences can sniff if somebody's just trying to upset someone. And that's normally when they won't get away with it. Carl, do you think uh, John Cleese hates Ethnel Murray? <laughs> I reckon he does. <laughs> I reckon he's just old, an old white bloke. I defend my dad in that same way. Um, all right, so... Um, uh, w- w- Carl, we talked about um, how good the first half we, uh, first half was, and uh, when we spoke earlier on, <clears throat> on WhatsApp, you was you were saying that there there, no, there needs to be some sort of reservation and how early you oh, yeah. tweet. Never, well, I mean, and this I've definitely learned this over the last few years to, you know, just never tweet at half time. Never, never tweet when you're you know leading a match. Never text. Just don't text anyone. You know, if you've got a mate who's a West Ham fan at half time, never text them going, "I ah, gutted." Because you're just tempting fate, man. It's, I've learned that. What did you not do any of that? I, I didn't do any of it. I, I just I stopped. I don't ever do it. My mate, well, big, the reason I, I thought big. about it though, is my mate texted me, or he WhatsApp me at half time saying we're going to win the league this year, and he was convinced. And I was like, you're a <laughs> fucking idiot, mate. Honestly, <laughs> I, I I had a Chelsea fan t- text me going, you are going to win the league. You are incredible. And I looked at him going. They're still forty. 40 yeah, yeah. So it's funny when we have to give other team fans reality checks about our own team. <laughs> They're all going like, "Wow, man, you look amazing." You're like, "Yeah, let's not get carried away, man." <laughs> <laughs> T, uh, where, where are you? Yeah. At what, at what point in, during the game did you think this is done and dusted, or did you not? Uh, about about seventeen minutes. <laughs> go, seventeen yeah, go minutes. My timeline, but I went in. All the memes and videos came out, man. I saw. You know, I, 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 I was looking. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm a viewer of Twitter during those times, but I always just stopped myself tweeting. <laughs> no, I went, I went fully in. I, went, um, I think um, anyone who thought they were scared before the game, fuck off. No fears, mate. Smash them all up. And <laughs> and to be fair, um, I think you can see from my tweets that I've got enough self-awareness to laugh at myself in a situation. It's not like I take myself seriously to a point where if I get burned, I'm going to take it to heart. Because even when um, Lantini got, when I just put laughing emojis, I thought, for fuck's sake, Spurs, 
And yeah. it's happened time and time again. I feel that um, I'm almost, you know, I've lived through the worst of times in, in recent times at Spurs. And yesterday was just another notch in the belt, really. I mean, I got over it fairly quickly, but within the, the podcast, what's up? There's so many different reactions. I mean, I thought, well, you know, it's done now. But there's other people in the group that's just fuck off. Just don't talk to us. Fuck off. <laughs> When you say other port, you're talking, you're talking about oh, me. You, Rick, Ricky was a nappy, but Bass was a nappy. <laughs> and to be what? fair, I thought, you know, I understand. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push how I feel on other people because I thought, well, it's one of those things. But the way in which it happened, the unbridled optimism, at, you know, because we've still got a bell to come on. You know, we'll say a bell, bell to later on. You know, when they're final up, and yeah. then <laughs> the second half happened. Okay, uh, I, I want to take a moment to take a pause in, in the podcast because we we spoke to Abigail uh, Abby Swan on uh, on uh, Twitter. Well, she's named after their nickname. That's quite that's quite apt. I know it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and uh, we talked about our new signing, Roden, and that's what you're about to hear now. Fifteen minutes of beautiful chat about our wonderful centre back signing. Who you know, if if he goes along the lines of all of our other signings at Spurs will probably do all right for a bit and then <laughs> tail off and end up playing for Nottingham Forest. But I'm, I'm hopeful. Abby, Abigail is very, very hopeful too. Hello, welcome to the show. Abigail, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm really good. Uh, you're a big Swansea fan. I am indeed, which which has contributed to my mood this morning, but... We're trying to not let that affect us today. We're going to just talk about Joe Roden in all positive senses. Okay, well, uh, Swansea, just to, as, so, so there's some sort of, uh, so people know what you're talking about. Swansea, you've just been um, been beaten by Huddersfield at home. Indeed, yes. We we dominated the game. It's one of those where you come away from it and you, you wonder how we lost that game. And I'm sure Huddersfield will be wondering how they came away with the three points as well. So quite a disappointing afternoon. Uh, not a great week then, really, because obviously you've lost Roden to, to, to Tottenham. And I guess that's what this conversation would be about. So thanks for giving us your time. Talking about a subject you probably don't really want to talk about, to be honest. So um, so tell us, tell us if, to, to imagine we know nothing about the player. What what kind of centre-back are we getting? How would you describe him as a, as a footballer? So first and foremost, he's a homegrown player. He's been at Swansea City since the age of seven. And, you know, one of our most most valuable assets, really. It's obviously a massive shame to be losing him. Um, we all feel quite quite proud that our club has nurtured and developed such, such a complete defender. I think that's one thing that, you know, we can collectively say, regardless of what we think about the fee, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. I think the majority of us believe that he has the attributes to succeed at Spurs and, and we're excited to to see him continue his development um, at the highest level. But he's a 22-year-old Wales international. In my opinion, was the best centre-half in the championship last season. And I, I know on, on social media, I've been asked quite a few times, I genuinely believe he's better at this stage than than Adam Webster was when he was bought by Brighton for 20 million so I think that that kind of gives you an indicator of where where I value him um Mm. he's six foot four he's very strong superb aerial presence in both boxes for Wales you know he's he's seen as such a threat in the in the opposition box that we often play set pieces into him he's calm and composed in possession comfortable bringing the ball out from the back which I know is going to suit you guys down to the T. Um, he stays calm under pressure. 
And although he plays on the right, he he has also played on the left a number of times for for Swansea and Wales. Does so with ease, and he's also at home in the centre of a back three as well. So, you know, he he is quite versatile oh, well, in the system. So- play. Okay, so yeah, we have played back three, uh, and our problem area in our centre back is is playing out from the left hand side. At the moment, Eric Dyer is probably uh, the best player to do it for us, but we don't. Since losing Vertonghen to Benfica in the summer, we just don't have we don't have that left sided mid um, left sided defender. If you play a back three, you could potentially put Ben Davies in there, as you'll know as as a, yeah. as a Wales fan that he could play there as well. But we felt like we needed we needed another central defender. Uh, we linked to Skirinar of uh, Inter Milan, and that was everyone was very excited about that. But perhaps, actually, by what you described, that that Roden might well be able to play this season. Is that? Do you anticipate him becoming a fixture of our first team this season? Absolutely. I think I, I obviously watch a lot of Spurs. I live with a Spurs fan, so so I watch a lot of your games, um, and I quite like Eric Dyer. As a midfielder, I, I don't really see him as a centre back. Um, I found it quite interesting reading recently that you know that's where he sees his future and he really wants to develop there. And whilst I think he has come on in that position, I do think that yes, there are things that that Roden might struggle with at first. I think you know he he might make a few errors when he first comes into the side, but I do genuinely see him fulfilling that role this season. I don't think we're going to have to wait. He's such a mature mature 22 year old and I think one other thing that that I think really sums Joe Roden up is that Steve Cooper came out after the Swans game against Huddersfield yesterday and he spoke about the conversation he had with Joe Roden when the defender returned from international duty last week and he said that even though Joe expressed that he'd be interested in a move to Tottenham he also made it abundantly clear that if the move didn't work out and it didn't go through he was proud to represent Swansea and it would make him more committed than he already was to Swansea City's promotion push. And I think that for me sums up the core values of him, him both as a person and a footballer, his dedication, his maturity, his class, and he's so grounded. And I think I think that was really impressive to to hear that from Steve Cooper yesterday. And, you know, it makes you, you realise, and I think... That's what you need in your side. You don't want someone who's going to be disruptive or, you know, he could have turned up at Swansea you know, when he returned and heard about the interest and said, this is it for me. This is my big money move. I want it. But he wasn't pushing for it. And I think that tells you a lot about, about Joe Roden as a person. When you said that, I literally had goose pimples. Yeah. Because that's, you don't get that in football. And, and, and this could have been because you don't know what's going to happen in terms of injuries that this could be his he could have been his one chance at that shot not to say that if he stayed injury free for the rest of his career that there wouldn't have been other clubs coming in for him yeah. if he's good as he say he is then that would have definitely happened but you don't know as a footballer sometimes you have to take your opportunities but for him to, to kind of just conduct himself at 22 in such a way in yeah. in in a, in a modern game where it, it doesn't seem to happen that often is is really uh, good to hear Really good to hear. What about what about his mentality? Does he play like a twenty two year old? Does he make his Does he make mistakes, or is it is he mature for his age on the on the pitch? Could you see him leading? Did he ever captain Swansea, for example? He's he's a massive leader. You know, he's he's vocal on the pitch and and he leads by example. You know, you often see him 
bringing out other defenders with him. He's not he's not afraid to make those big calls on the pitch. And as I said, he's so com- composed on the ball and so comfortable bringing it out from the back. And I think, you know, that shows that he's been at Swansea from the age of seven and, and we like to play it that way. So he's grown up playing it that way. He's not, he's not had to learn it. He's not had to adapt his game to suit this style of play. And I think that really shows in his game. He's He's got maturity beyond his years. You know, he's... He could be future Wales international, uh, Wales captain. Sorry, wow, and wow. I, I really do. I think all Swansea fans, you know, a lot of people have said that losing a player of this caliber, it's such a big loss. But I think it speaks volumes that we're all just so proud and so so excited to see him develop further because this is a great opportunity for him, and and we all believe that he can succeed at that level. Uh, so. Obviously, well thought of enough, uh, you know, for, for for Tottenham to go out and and do the deal. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the first time. No, I think it's the second time Swansea and Spurs have done business. I think Tom Carroll went to you, didn't he? From us, he did. Yeah, and then you got um, Vorm and Ben Davis. Oh yeah, so plenty of business. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, you'd think then that there'd be the owners of your football club. I'm not sure if they've changed between that when we signed those players, but. Um, They'd be sick of Daniel Levy because one of the the best things he can do is get the best deal for Tottenham. Now, I I don't know what what his value is, but it seems from reading the comments in in you know Leeds Reddit and and what you mentioned is that you're unhappy with the way that you mentioned on your Twitter account uh, that you're unhappy with the way um, the way Tottenham were able to prize him from your club for just eleven million pounds and five million pound add on. What what would be a fair price for him? To, to cost I'd say minimum 15 plus add-ons personally you know I likened it to the Adam Webster situation but realistically we have been well and truly Daniel Levy haven't we you know he's such a shrewd businessman that that we we knew it would be less than that but I think 15 million would have been the absolute minimum um, I think there are a number of contributing factors first and foremost I must say that you know I don't feel bad on on Spurs' part, I think this is completely a Swansea City issue, and and it's us not holding out and you know and caving really. Um, we desperately needed to to recoup some money, and Trevor Birch I think has probably been significant. Um, he's an incredibly astute businessman. I thought so highly of him at Swansea. I still do as as a as a man in the industry, and he knew our financial state. I I can imagine that played a part. Yeah. Um, but mainly I question the competency of our owners when it comes to these things. Um, a lot of our fans question, you know, can we even call them investors because we're not seeing any of the money that they actually put into this club. Um, you know, we've had a number of high cost in transfers throughout the, throughout the years. And it still seems that we're, we're constantly in the need for money. So yeah, it's quite a difficult one for us to take. Yeah, I guess given the time, you know, obviously with the fact that all clubs um, below the Premier League are, are struggling, yeah. uh, and obviously there's these talks of bailouts and and, and plans to to help lower clubs if that low, clubs from lower leagues, certainly League One and League Two, but it could be given the fact that we waited till the the very end of the transfer window to to make this signing that Daniel Levy was perhaps being a little bit uh, Machiavellian 
and knowing that Swansea could have done with the money and just waited and waited and waited, knowing that the player perhaps wanted to come as well. We'll never know, but I wouldn't put it beyond yeah. Daniel Levy <laughs> at all. But that's you know that's where he's such a good businessman, isn't it? You know, you that's he's got he's got a reputation for doing it, and I think every club in that position would, if they could, try and do mm. that because they they've you know he's just he's just managed to to get one of the best centre-halves outside of the Premier League for £11 million. So, absolute, you know, incredible bit of business from him. So, to, to, just to sum up, um, we have got one of the best centre-backs in, in the in, in, in the Championship that he's, he's potentially ready to play uh, straight away. Uh, he's certainly going to add competition to places in our centre-back line and uh, f- a future leader as well, potentially. Absolutely. Um, I think that sums it up perfectly. I have already got, a, I've got a few Spurs uh, fans as friends and, and they've already said, you've got my hopes up so much that, that if he doesn't actually materialise <laughs> to be this good, I might have to change my phone number. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting, but I'm I'm confident um, that he'll thrive at Spurs um, and it'll be great to see, obviously, Gareth Bale so happy to be playing club football again. I've absolutely... I've thoroughly enjoyed looking through um, Spurs' Twitter feed and seeing how happy he is to be back in training. And I think from a Wales fan perspective, that is so crucial ahead of the Euros next summer. Um, so, yeah, him, Ben Davis and Joe Roden, you've got you've got the three Welsh amigos. Yeah, I was gonna, do you know what? It's so stupid of me because I didn't even think to ask you about that. As, as a Wales fan, knowing that he's been struggling for football in, in Real Madrid... For him to come back to a place where he cut his teeth at Southampton and exploded at Tottenham, but yeah. that if you're getting a happy Gareth Bale, who's happy to play for Wales, doesn't have to travel that far to get there, and just happy in his football, it is going to be. I think there is a bit of a Wales sort of Tottenham loving at the moment that we can all uh, appreciate. Absolutely. Um, as soon as I heard that, that Gareth Bale was linked to a move back to Spurs. I was so excited. I knew that it was the right move for him because he'd be happy playing his club football and a happy Gareth Bale is so crucial for us. We were looking um, the the National League break before this one that has just gone and uh, the Nations League, sorry, the Nations League break before the one that's just gone. And we were looking at Gareth Bale and thinking, this is going to be his only game time and we can't be going into the Euros next summer with Gareth Bale's only game time coming in international fixtures, that's just not going to be good enough for us. So to see him back on a training field, so happy and and enjoying his football is so crucial for us. Beautiful. Abby, thank you so much for your time. If anyone wants to follow Abby, it's at Swan Abby on Twitter, uh, S-W-A-N-A-B-I. Um, and you're not you don't just produce uh, Swansea content, do you? You're involved in lots of things uh, that people can can listen to. What 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 stuff can people pick up from the, the work you do, Abby? Yeah. So aside from obviously the football dart snooker, um, I am a mental health ambassador as well. So I do a lot of work for an eating disorder charity called Beat, um, and I talk about you know various mental health struggles and. And I quite like just interacting with other people, normalising talking about mental health um, and trying to remove the stigma that's still attached. Wonderful. Abby, uh, Swan Abby on Twitter. Abby, thank you so much for giving us your time. We'll speak soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you.
Yeah, just, 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 just. I need to clear my throat as well. Right, Carl Dunley, you you enjoying this experience? I'm very much enjoying watching you save files onto your computer. Don't don't let them be on the curtain, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was that was lovely uh, from Ga- uh, Gabriel, uh, Abigail. Abigail. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I can't. So you know, speaking of um, speaking oh, so of treating women, T being the what professional, what do you make about Aguero, mate? T being the oh, professional, yeah. what do you make about Aguero? I, I when I first saw it, when I first saw it, I thought that ain't all right. That that was my first feeling, but uh, since I tweeted that, there has been multiple accounts who have uh you know mo- most of them have many numbers after their username and british <laughs> and some flag. flags in the uh, flags on their page exactly they they put they're, they sent many images to me that that showed the guero uh, man handling actual referees <laughs> like that's, <Right>. that's <laughs> not, actual shit no i didn't mean actual <laughs> well, well, well what i meant by that was that 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 she's a lino isn't she and linos are you know, yeah 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 they're shit, and they're like shit referees. Uh, and, yeah. and, and and Aguero actually manhandled a referee that wasn't a liner. Why hasn't she been given the job to be an actual ref? You answer me that. What? No. As no yet, idea, or like, do you, do you think some people just some people just want to be lines people? No, I, I'm not sure. They, they, it's like a gateway, isn't it? It's a gateway to to the top job, which is a referee in the Premier League, and she's never done it. I don't think, Massey. No. One no. day. One day. <laughs> Maybe she, yeah, does, maybe she doesn't have the credentials. I don't know. But the point is, the fact is, is Aguero, Aguero um, he, he put his hand around her shoulders and it felt to me a little bit awkward. Like he should have had more awareness to not do that. Um, yeah. I did. It looked, but the picture, I think, looked, it looked patronising, didn't it? The picture did. But then if he's got previous of doing it to other match officials and it turns out maybe just his patronising it's not it wasn't a one-off like you know sort of bit of sexist banter T did you it's an equal opportunity is bellend yeah yeah did, did you anyone think, can get it did you ever did you take anything from that that, that situation um, it just looked wrong I mean it's the same as with the image of it just looked just, well, what are you doing mate I mean you know there are players who you know touch up officials not not women, male <laughs> officials. Touch and, up officials. <laughs> I mean, I touch them up, but um, no, seriously. Um, but I just thought I thought you know it's just wrong. But she didn't she didn't press the complaint, so this is swept under the rug. But I'd imagine it's something that if it happens again, then it'd probably be a lot more made of it than than on that occasion. Fair also, enough. I saw a few little I saw a few little takes from uh, the female journalists and stuff saying, well, you know, like this is. I'm making a big deal out of it actually is patronising in itself in it like these, these people are, they, they want to work in football they're, they're in football and they're, they're doing their job and it's a bit of fun between a player and them and to make a big deal makes it sound like we're going you know oh, we, we got to look after our female officials because like yeah there's something yeah, in that yeah. as well so you know sound a little I, bit gammon there Cal Cal I know I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not mate <laughs> It sounded a little bit like, he sounded like, I'll just get on with it, you slag. That's what it sounded like. (laughs) I've not said that since I was last at a a match. That's how how it's going to be interpreted, though. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Simon Von Sills, he says you can... catchphrase. (laughs) Get on with it, you slag. Yeah. (laughs) 
I get I get the audience to shout it every time I run out of steam on stage. <laughs> uh, Simon Von Seals, he says, you can voyage to yesterday in a non-COVID parallel universe time machine and have a ticket. Do you attend the game knowing that you will witness glorious goals, Bale's second debut, and possibly impact the result of the uh, uh, result or do you sack it off fearing that the absolute abomination of the equaliser would be realised? <coughs> Is there any way that you, if you know what would happen during that game, that you would have just sort of stepped back and gone, you know, this isn't for me. I I'm not willing to put myself through this. Carl? Um, I'd, yeah, I probably, <coughs> well, I mean, no, I'd just, just go and leave at half time, innit? Get to see the first half in, in its glory. And then second half, just knock it on the head. I'm always against fans leaving early. Even if you're 4-0 down, I think, well, you know, just stick around, innit? But, like, if I think if you know the result, that's a different story, innit? They, they're leaving on the sort of hypothesis of what's going to happen. But I think, you know, you'd have if you've, if, you've, if you've seen the future already, I think you're allowed to go, right, half-time, I'm going to nip off and get an early tube. Yeah, that's fair enough. T, where are you at? Um, I actually tweeted yesterday while we were doing well that I just wish I was in the ground. And <laughs> even though, well, obviously now it's, it's all gone pear shaped, but I do kind of miss being in the being in the grounds. And I probably would still go, even though I know what's going to happen. I just need that kind of emotion because you watch old games and you see fans in the ground, and I was like, oh, I fucking wish I was in amongst it. And even if I had to have a gut punch of an equaliser. I'd rather have that, you know, go to the pub with my mates and ruminate over it after and get home drunk and miss a shout at me for being drunk. You know, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have that than just turn the TV off and walk yeah, out of yeah, yeah. See, if you've so, ever, yeah. ever had it when you've got home like, on a, after a bit of a sesh and um, you're supposed to be home at 8pm, you got <gasps> home at half 10 and your missus, you're, you're proper fueled, you've got a lot of uh, lager in you and your missus has said, what the fuck, you're supposed to be here at 8pm. And you go, why don't you shut your fucking mouth? Have you ever done that? <laughs> um, not exactly, but I do have a, I do have a funny story. <laughs> I do have a funny why don't you story shut your the... fucking mouth? No, no, never done that, no? Nah, nah, nah. Walford away, we drew nil-nil. And um, I was just well, well oiled. It was um, a Wetherspoons pub, so... We were just <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, you, you were well oiled? And you was in a Weatherspoon's pub and you didn't tell us to yeah. shut up, fucking man. <laughs> you no, are a great I'm, I'm human being. Trained. You're a good man. Because no, that hasn't happened before. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think everyone's well versed in the Weatherspoon's app. We don't have to leave your table. You just put the table down, but they bring the pints to you. So we're all doing in twos and threes because that's what drunk people do. And... So at this point, she's actually driving nearby. I said, oh, yeah, you know, you can pick me up. <laughs> so I must have got lost twice trying to find her car. And so I get home and I'm sat down and my son's playing in me and I'm eating crisps and I wake up and he's still stopping me playing and the crisps are all over the floor. <laughs> you fall asleep yeah, with your son um, playing on you? Yep. Don't, why are you <laughs> um, laughing? at 8 o'clock in the evening. I'd, I'd prefer um, it if you'd actually c committed domestic assault. I really would, rather than leaving your son to play over your body. <laughs> yeah, it was over your corpse. He was only three. Yeah. <laughs> he was only three, and it's just, yeah, it was yeah, shocking. That's, that's fine, because he's only three. I got doesn't, a, doesn't know any better. I got a lot of silent treatment after that, so, so yeah. So you should, that'd be a lesson. <laughs> you brought that little bead into the world, and, and, and your response to that was to go to Weatherspoons, 
and, and, and get so pissed that you go back home and fall asleep while he climbs on you. This is what's wrong with the world. I know. This it's is like what's a, wrong with like the like a scene you imagine a social services worker walking into, in it, to piss bloke with a kid just crawling all over yeah. him. Yeah, and then and then and then they have to bring us in. Go, no, he's actually a good bloke. He's actually a good yeah. bloke. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't mean it. He just goes football, and then you know. You know what? The, the, the best thing. The best thing about COVID is the that that T doesn't fall asleep while his child is pandering for his attention. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not on a bear for over a week. It's kind of be good now. So yeah, because you know, COVID it, it forced you to be a good parent. Uh, anyway, we have got uh, it has. <laughs> uh, Tottenham versus something called Lask. Uh, we've got Burnley uh, on Monday. After that, Antwerp. We've got Brighton, Ludogrets. We've got West Brom, and then Man City at home, and then Ludogrets. Lots of winnable games. I think even if you included West Ham in that, that there, there were um, lot, you know almost eight or nine winnable games. Um, I feel like I feel positive, even though we 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 drew drew, drew that game yesterday, and even though Lanzini hit a, a strike from the gods. That the reality is, if you look at the statistics, that we're all right, we're all right, and we probably will win the vast majority of these games. If we do come out of this period, even though it's congested, given the fact that we're playing Man City without losing, and I feel like we can do that, then um, we're going to be very, very happy after you know, as we go into the 26th of November, playing Luda Regrets at home. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, I weirdly, but I, I came away from yesterday going, that is exactly what I sort of, I'm not surprised it happened because it happens all the time, innit, right? Yeah. But actually, it's that thing of, it's still, like, I think it's going to be a mental season as well, by the way. I think there's going to be a lot of that going on. A lot of the top clubs are going to be messing up. You know, now Liverpool lost Van Dyke, mate. They're going to be wonky at the back. Like, so I actually think it's not going to be one of them seasons where the winners run away with it I think it's like you know I think there is going to be room for us to sort of find our feet and have go on little runs and, cool. all that and still be up in the top four-ish so like, I actually think I think the, the positives and of the, outweigh the negatives we've got a lot of good attacking players now and we've got yeah our defence is still going to be a bit pony Carl you're, got, you're, you're a nice man like you're, you're a fundamentally nice man you're a vegan yeah. uh, and, and yeah. most vegans are annoying but they're also good people and you're not one of those vegans that are annoying. And yeah. I'm a vegetarian. So I can say that, I think. <laughs> so I can, I can, I'm reclaiming the term vegan. And I can say whatever I like about them now. Um, <laughs> but there was a part of you when the news came through that Van Dyke was out for the season. You was like, yes! Of course it is, yeah. I mean, I'm still <laughs> as partisan as anyone, mate. And also, no, but I didn't. I don't like seeing a player get injured. Oh, you do like it. I like I'd it. We all like it. Come just... on, it's good news. Good. News. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if it's a rival, of course you can't not take some joy in it. They haven't had a single injury in about four years. Exactly, and it is, and it's, that, their, yeah. it's their sort of golden boy as well. Yeah, and it was done by fucking Jordan Pickford. <laughs> what a, what a person! I like, don't. If you, that's the funniest person you could pick to injure Van Dyke. I don't get why everyone's like attacking Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford should be banned as long as Van Dyke. He's just a bloke who plays in goal. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's stupid. So, it is, if you actually look at it in real time, you know they're both chasing the ball. It's not. 
it wasn't like Van Dyke was halfway up the pitch and Pickford ran out from the box and just went through the back of him just for no thought, reason. He's doing the right thing in his head. Do, exactly. Do, do you know what the 11 plus is? What, the exams for kids? Back in the day, way back in the day. Yeah, like yeah, my mum yeah. uh, took the 11 plus. Um, I have it on good authority that there is no exam that Jordan Pickford could take other than the 11 plus from the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they got him to take and he fouled it so they just thought let's just put him on a football pitch and see what happens <laughs> but yeah yeah, I think you know there is there is some sort of uh, you can take some fun in Liverpool losing their talisman and then organising fucking petitions and I thought I saw some bloke online trying to organise a march through the city <laughs> like, what, what are you doing <laughs> That's got to be a parody account. I thought, the well, I thought it was, but then underneath, it turns out it was a real account. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, it, it probably is a parody account, but let's not, let, let's believe it, T. Let's, let's yeah. it's like, put like fuel under it. Let's say, yeah, yeah, there should be a march. <laughs> we, should tweet, we should tweet out the details for it, actually. Yeah. We should give them a helping hand. Fuck the food bank that I mentioned earlier on in the pod. Let's, let's get behind the march. Yeah, do this march. You know, it kind of feels like, um, so obviously Rosa Parks is the most famous person for, you know, the Montgomery bus boycott. I reckon there's someone before her who did a boycott that failed. It feels like when Spurs had the VAR, things go against us. And now I said, fuck all. Liverpool and Rosa Parks, we're the person who didn't get the hype. T. Really. You know, we had the, you know, T, terrible. T, we're during Black History Month, right? Do you yes. think, do you think that if you had to go to Liverpool... And find out where the they they genuinely believe the injustice lays. If you throw to them the fact that Rosa Parks was a massive injustice, and Van Dyke got injured by Pickford was a massive injustice, <laughs> where do you think, like truly, that their allegiances would lie? I reckon they'd say fuck Rosa Parks. They probably make T-shirts about it as well. We all like, you know, with, 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 you know, you know, like the um, that old David Hay T-shirt where it's got like the Klitschko's heads just held up. Yeah, if we have like Rosa Parks's head just held up, <laughs> just look, this can't book my ACL. Fuck Rosa Parks. That's and exactly that, what they do. And that is a problem. Liverpool, it means well, more. And that is a problem with football fans. It's not just Liverpool. It's every football club, including ours, who who um, you know put the the plight of of whatever's happening on the pitch, which really does mean nothing at all. When there are people that don't have enough food to eat in, in the borough of Tottenham, or the borough of Harringay, rather. The bar- Tottenham isn't a borough, it's a ward. Um, that, that don't have enough food to eat and will we'll pile so much importance over what happens on a football pitch. Albeit, you know, watching a game where we threw away a free gold lead against some uh, a team of supporters who fucking hate us. Yeah, but, fucking but, little team. Yeah, but you go to the streets of Raynham, there's just claret and blue shirts everywhere. Princess Diana crockery being flown around, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> fucking shocking. But, you know, shit happens, you know, plucky little team in East London, it's, it's all good. But See, I was know, trying um, to make a point, you put a point in, and you just, sorry. you shat on the West Ham. I was saying that, he's, that there's bigger things, isn't there? There's, there's more important things to focus on other than football. But actually, maybe there ain't.
and everybody wanna come and run it, but they're funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy. Ha ha, fighting cock and we don't give a shit. Everybody knows flat baits a prick. We can get a sticky in the mini, suck a willy. When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. 
And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.